What's up, guys? Welcome back to Muscle Minds with Scott Stevenson. I'm Scott McNally. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. Uh, you can use our code THINK to get some uh, great savings, and plus you will support our programming. I'm about to uh, make a purchase of some citrulline malate, some beta alanine, and I'm going to get very, very pumped. Uh, you can also support us through <laughs> Patreon, so uh, definitely uh, consider checking that out. Every $5 helps. Um, and of course... This program is brought to you by B Rome Bodybuilding Coach, BYOBBCoach.com. Check out Scott's great book. I think you even got it right there, don't you? I, I have boxes of the book. You can actually. see it in the background, too. Yes, there you go. That's yeah, it. There it is. Uh huh. You can see it right That's over my me. shoulder. That's you, the Thirst Trap Stevenson. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, guys, today we, uh, we are going to have the this Mirage. A fun one. That's my nickname, the Mirage in the Desert, the, the ultimate thirst trap. This is going to be a fun one, guys. We are going to discuss uh, best bodybuilding cities. Uh, we, we actually had put up a thread. The thing is, is asking people what their favorite bodybuilding gyms were in the cities they lived in. And the cool thing is, is that when you find a gym that you love, you're passionate about it. Ron Partlow told me this. He was like, People come from around the country, around the world to the expos and they meet him and they are pumped to tell him about the gym that they train at. Uh, so we're going to talk about you know best bodybuilding cities today, uh, what makes a good bodybuilding city, and we're going to rank our own. Now, Scott and I haven't uh, explored every city there is in the continental or extended U.S., uh, but we we have some experience with a couple states, so <laughs> we will discuss couple, the states yeah. we're familiar with. And Scott's done a ton of traveling on his RV gym tour. Uh, so, Scott, what, let me ask you this: what what are the what? Are, let's discuss the factors first of what determines what a good bodybuilding city would be. The city or the gym? Well, that this the invite the whole the gym is part of it, but I'm thinking like. Yeah. Okay, can can I bring up one then to get yeah, us started? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's so many ways to start this topic, man. I'm kind of torn. I, here's my thought, okay? So everybody calls their gym the Mecca now. There's the East Coast Mecca, the West Coast Mecca, the Midwest right. Mecca, the Detroit Mecca, whatever. Uh, but here's What's the, the Midwest thing. Mecca? I don't know that one. The Midwest what Mecca, is that is Mike Davies' gym. Uh, okay, all Metro right, all right. That makes sense. Yeah, so... Um, Okay, so here's the deal, though. When we think of Mecca, there is really one. Let's be real. The true Mecca has always been Gold's Gym Venice. And at right. one time, that was a great place to be a bodybuilder. Uh, but here's my thought. It's a, it's a cool gym. I think environment is a really big factor in you, that, that gym community you get. But good luck trying to pay for food, pay for uh, an apartment or a house, you know, it, it, it's like it doesn't make economical sense. I could run like 100 extra units of growth, farm grade growth <laughs> per week right. in, versus live, in, you know, in Venice Beach or Santa Monica. So I, I, I think that those things are important. Do you want to start with the gym, though? I wonder, like, for first about, I don't know what the, the current status of, of Venice Golds is because it was boarded up at one point, like year or so ago during the pandemic i believe they're There's doing a video on youtube yeah Is it I, open up now again or yeah they're they're semi-open let's let's um okay let's talk you know assuming that all of the uh hell that was 2020 <laughs> uh which right. carried into 2021 will let's assume that it will eventually vanish 
to some extent in this ideal right. world uh, that we live in, uh, that, that, that we're envisioning here at least, uh, that it right. will reopen. So, yeah. Right. That's just kind of, yeah, we'll, we'll just, that's going to be our fan. These are, this is all about a fantasizing on the best gym ever. So that perfectly fits with the theme and the idea. Um, see, the thing that pops in my head too is like one of the things that made gold so, like one of the features that made golds the Mecca is that people were willing to take a pilgrimage to there and literally live in vans yeah. parked in the parking lot to train at that gym. So while for the average person, it totally makes sense. Like living in California is sky high, but if you're really hardcore, mm. you don't give a rat's ass. You'll live in your gym without air, con uh, sorry, in your van without air conditioning, you know, and, and, and make it happen. That was the, uh, there are, I think I think there's several stories of people having done that. Oh yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you know, it kind of depends, right? It's like there's such a range. So you know, talk about the gym. Like the thing with the gym, okay. it's vibe is everything. I think like you can have the gym, and I there was one. Um, actually, it was here in town for a little while, and I've been to other gyms like this that are. There's no advertising. There's no nothing. It's just literally a warehouse space, truly a where like it's being used as a warehouse with some equipment in there. I've been to those. Just some fans yeah. and people just going to town, yeah. you know, just, you know, blood, sweat, and chalk. Yeah. Um, you know, going after it. That's a gym. Yeah, that is. That's what you want. You go in there and, like, you, you, you know, like, there's no, like, you know, God, I don't want to go to the – you know, all you do is you get there and there's no – there you have to get fired up. Yeah, it's basically like you might as well just be injecting yourself with pure adrenaline. You know, <laughs> it's like it's going to happen if you make it there because it's it, it can't go otherwise due to the nature of the gym. Yeah. So equipment could be like kind of subpar, but you figure out a way to work way to make it work because you're driven by the environment. You're yeah. driven and motivated by the, the the people that are there, what they do. Like like Derek's gym, Weapon X. Like it has that vibe. You know, it's, it's, some of that's because of he, he and I having with Jarrett to his training part and having done some good heavy training there. So, but you know, w when you go there, it's go to town time and everyone's going to town for the most part. That's pretty cool. much it, like, yeah, the clients of all the trainers, everyone's no one's no one's pussyfooting really here's, at all. Here's my thought too. I think some people, they think about the environment and they look at it as like, oh, the camaraderie, the friendship, and you may yeah. achieve those things. But at the end of the day, what I think the most important thing you're talking about is that when you train around people like that, you don't mess around. You you don't you don't lift you don't lift easy. I'm not. I almost said light, but I don't know if that's right. the right word. You don't go easy. You know, every workout is going to be brutal. And an environment like that, yeah. I think, holds you to uh, holds you more accountable. You know, to to be giving your best when you're surrounded by everybody that's that's lifting whatever heavy means to them then you're lifting heavier as well, you know? You're yeah. Gonna grow. You're going to grow. There's like at least like two key features that I think sort of characterize that good environment. One is just encouragement from others. Like there could be someone like someone's going to town. They're on the other side of the gym. You know what they're about to do because you hear them screaming. You, see, you can see that they're going to try to pull six plates off the floor or whatever it might be. And you just scream at them, just like, get that shit or whatever, you know, you just let it, let them know yeah. that you're behind them. The whole gym is oriented towards supporting that. And the other, like, and we talked about this on the show, I think not too long ago. The other feature is that, um, 
everyone knows that you're there to try. So you can goof around, have conversations, train hard, but you don't have to put anyone on your, what I call the do not talk list. Yeah. Right. Because you literally like, you can just like be mid sentence and say, just sec. And you just like get into your zone and do your thing. Like you can tell them like, Hey, fuck off. I've got something to do. Like, and again, no one takes offense at that. Like, it's like, yeah. absolutely. You know, in fact, yeah. I'm going to stand here and scream at your ass while you do this shit, you know, cause I want you to get after it too. Um, so there's like, there's that, like the, there's this like vibe where everyone knows that you're resting and you can chit chat and talk, but flipping your switch on and off is not considered a socially unacceptable thing. In fact, it's encouraged, yeah. you know, to do that. Um, and say, I got to go, I got to, I'm cooling down or whatever. You just literally mid sentence. If you need to leave, then go, you can go. hit it's that. Fi- set. It's, yeah. yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, those are two things, you know? I think getting be able to get a set or a, sorry a spot. Oh, from good, someone a good you, spot. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Or even like um, like one of the trainers at Derek Malik. He's done this before. He's he's called us. He's like he was in fact it was deadlifting. I'm, the time I'm thinking of right now. He's like, hey, can I get you guys over here for this deadlift? Yeah. You know, to help me get after it. Um, it's just like it wasn't like no one's spotting him on deadlifts. It was just encouragement because he knew, you know, what that he was capable of more in a certain sense. He's always mm-hmm. capable of it, but he's gonna he's gonna have a better performance when he's got people screaming at him because the motivation's there. Yeah. And you're like happy to do that. It's like it's like yeah, come join the party, man. It's like of course I would yeah. love to, you know. Like that's that's like the best thing you could possibly offer me, you know. I like that. Um, so that like that like that's why I mentioned Derek's gym because that all those things happen there. Okay. Um, well, this is one detail. Doubt. That's one. That's one detail. Yes. So we don't want to get right. too too far into no, no, no. you know that that one detail. Other details right. would be of a gym. If we're talking about the gym, would be the equipment that they have. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that that probably comes secondary. You know, I would rather train at a place that was bare bones that had a great vibe then training at a place that had every hammer strength machine there was every life fitness machine there was, but it was cold sterile and you were looked at weird. If you tried too hard, it's I've trained at places like that and it doesn't end up, it doesn't end up well. If you're, uh, if, yeah. if you're trying to take this to an extreme, you're looked at as different. You start seeing yourself as being different and you start feeling like you're not part of uh, and it, it takes, I, cert- I think a, a lot of people, I think, have to deal with that, too. I think a lot of people, probably people that are watching or this or listening to it right now, are dealing with training at a gym that does not feel comfortable to them. But for whatever reason, be it proximity, uh, be it financially, uh, they, they, they can't make it work to go to the place that they would call like home. So I think equipment is a factor. Yeah. Um, and what you said too, not to kind of bring it back to, um, to the vibe though, is that, that feeling, that uncomfortable feeling, I totally can empathize with that. Cause I think in various sort of social circumstances, everyone has felt out of place at some time, you know, you walk in, like you don't match the dress code yeah. or, or, or you're a minority. Like, you know, I got that. I live in California. I was a minority cause I was Caucasian when I was in Germany. I was a minority cause I was a foreigner. You know, so a little bit of taste of that. You go into a gym and you're the you're the guy who's like, look at the roid head over there, like going yeah. bonkers. Like, who's he going to kill? You know, <laughs> yeah, after the yeah. set, and that doesn't bother me one bit. You know, I just do my thing. You know, I I just like that doesn't hold me back. Um, but you know, I reckon I, like I, in a certain way, I realize I've got probably more experience than 
90% of the people in the gym. So I never feel like, you know, it's them versus me. Like it's never really, never really occurred to me, but I totally get that. But I got the, on the equipment, I think there's two ways that can, two things, two sort of best configurations for equipment. And one is what you saw at a Gold's Venice okay. um, because they had like five or six complete lines yeah. of equipment, like everything for Cybex, everything for hammer strength. Maybe they, I don't know what they have now. I have, it's been a long time since I've been out there. Um, but they had they had the full lines of everything. Like I don't know how many, you know, five or six lines, all the pieces. You could there's nothing that they didn't have. Um, so that's one way you can see things. And then there's the gyms, and I like these. Um, hard to pick one versus the other, where you see some lines, of course, and parts of lines, but uh, like a, half of the machines, let's say, are hand picked. They're, they're specific machines that the person has collected over the course of years or sought out. Okay, give us so, an example of a, a gym. A vertical leg press. No, I mean a gym like this. Give us an example. You've got Gold's Gym on the one um, end. What would yeah. be a, a good example of a gym like this? Um, like, remember Lats, Casey Reed? Of course. Who we had, yeah. His gym, Main Street Gym, yeah. was like that. Yeah. He had he had picked up those pieces. He knew what he's wanting. He just waited for them to come. He'd find things that were in St. Louis or he'd drive to get them. So he had put together um, a lot of his pieces that way. That's cool. Um, these are like like the like the like the combination, the penultimate combination. Now we'll get more to specific gyms. Is uh, Bob's gym in Omaha? So John and Meadows says it. that's his favorite gym ever. He says that's the, maybe the best gym in the world. I asked him know? which was better that. Or quads, because in Chicago, uh, right. and and he said that Bob's gym beats quads gym in North Chicago. Quads is the best yeah. gym I think possibly that I've been to. It's at least in the top three. That place was unbelievable, and I I feel like it has the hand picked quality, but also the number of of a place like a gold. It's like they have hand picked, but tons and i have a feeling that's what bob's is as well there's there's videos john's got one or maybe two videos there and there's a video tour of the gym yeah i and saw they that. have they saw the, the glute room like yeah. they have like 25 piece glute room chest for glutes yeah it's as big as some gyms um so yeah, Bob's. That's where I didn't get to go. The pan, that was like I think my next stop oh. on my on the my tour when the pandemic hit was out going out to Bob's. I had an Airbnb rented and everything. Ready I've got to go. one. You, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, we put up a a Facebook group here, or, or excuse me, a post in the Facebook group asking people what their favorite gym was, and we had at least a couple few people mention armbrus now i know you spent like a week out there you did a seminar i believe and then you you hung out and trained for a week at armbrus pro gym can you can you speak on that one it was it wasn't quite close to a week but i think i got in like four workouts over four days <laughs> nice. um yeah literally i mean i got up i trained the morning of the seminars like every day i was there i trained you know i made sure i fit one in um just because i could so yeah dylan first of all dylan's just awesome like yeah. like he's this is the quintessential example of, you know, competitor for many, many years. He trains a lot of high-end people out there. Like he was worked with a lot of the pros, trained other, he works with pros still. You know, he's, uh, I think he, he's an NPC judge for, I think he's an IFBB judge. Okay. I'm not sure if he's, he has his own show. Yeah. Um, at least one, maybe two. 
So he's like at the centerpiece. Like that, I think, is sort of the centerpiece of Colorado bodybuilding. Yeah. And and Ken could probably, you know, Phil Heath trains there. Yeah. So like that tells you something, right? Um, and yeah, great equipment, some really nice pieces. They had some uh, um, prime uh, plate loaded pieces in there that were really really nice. Trying to think through some of the machines. Like there was that, and there was like an old school Smith machine that I used for quite a few things. It was just like perfectly lubricated. Yeah. Um, had a little bit of the smaller bar, uh, which I kind of like sometimes. Yes. And I, it was, I agree the nerve the nerve was all yeah worn down on it, but it yep. felt really really good. And I think it was counterbalanced, so it makes you feel like you're lifting a little bit more because the bar basically weighs nothing. Yeah. Um, so there was that, and just a lot of like they have an entire uh, room dedicated to legs. Nice. Uh, all leg room. Yeah. So we went in there for the seminar um, with Alan Aragon and Paul Carter. And okay. that's the leg room is where we basically did the, a good part of the practical, not all of it, but a good part of the practical piece. Yeah. So the gym is just like extraordinarily well equipped, but it's got the roll up doors and super high ceilings. So it's got, it's not gigantic, but it's got a mix of pieces, and you can tell every single one of them is just phenomenal. Like there's not a, there's not one that he's kept um, just to have the piece because you need to, feel like you need to have a preacher curl, what have you, that wasn't a badass machine. If yeah. it wasn't a good machine, it wouldn't have been there or wouldn't have lasted for probably more than a couple of weeks because he's just not going to allow that. You know, like there's just no point, right? That's just taking up space when you could have something better. So they're all top of the line in terms of loading curve and they're well maintained. And then, like, you know, you've got Dorian Haywood out there, Heather Gray strains out there, Phil's out there, yeah. um, Ivana Vusik and her yeah. hubby, who's going he's going to make some, Brett Wilkin, he's going to make, or I don't know if they're married yet, obviously, but. I believe they are, yes. Yeah. Are they, uh, but they maintain their la- different last names, I guess. Um, but Brett Wilkins is a friggin' cool, super cool guy. Yeah. You th- I think you've had him on the show, right? Yep, or one yep. of the shows? Yeah, yeah. Right after he turned pro. I want to get him on again. We haven't, we haven't oh. yet, but. We, we trained, this was in Columbus. Um, I got to train kind of along with Brett and John and Ivana. Yeah. Um, this is one of the years I think when Ivana was doing the Arnold. And um, Brett just destroyed both John and and me like That's he was funny. like he you know we did destroy we all you know we all hung together one another but he was just using like 50 percent more weight than both of us That's crazy. Um, and that was when he was still trying to fit into classic right he just gotten his pro card and now i can't even i mean i've seen some of the training videos but now he's so much bigger yeah um and he's just totally pushed it uh you know and like i you saw that was there like it was just amazing to see him in his off season yeah you know that he'd even you know it's like how making classic yeah. like he had a lot lose so much muscle to get there so those when you have guys like that and there's a and I'm, I'm sure i'm forgetting a bunch but there's a top level number of top level uh amateurs out there too you go into a gym like that and it's like yeah everyone's a badass yeah. and, but everyone's friendly everyone's really nice um it's just like it's got all the pieces like it's you know it's about as good as the gym could be yeah, really i think I, I would say that is a great one um, so, so places I can speak of, of course I live in Detroit, I can speak on Detroit and I can say that Detroit definitely has a lot of, a lot of pros. And when I say pros, I mean positives for bodybuilding. First of right. all, the cost of living is low. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can afford more growth hormone. 
Uh, you can also afford your food. The food isn't, you know, the food is not GH city. It's not murder city. Now it's GH city. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, is it cheaper on the streets to buy growth hormone in the back alley there? (laughs) (laughs) We do. We do have some good gyms. I mean, this is the home of the original powerhouse powerhouse came out of Detroit. So we have the original powerhouse, uh, downtown. Uh, and then we have, uh, the powerhouse world headquarters in Novi and Novi has all the machines, but it, it it's, it does have kind of the, like the non meathead vibe. In fact, I've been told that the owner doesn't like bodybuilding, uh, of that gym, really? one of his sons. Yeah. So there's, there's yeah. some clash that, that I think happens there in my experience, but, uh, the, they don't care what you do down at the original powerhouse in Detroit. And that place just feels hard. That's the best yeah. word I can use. And you get a vibe in that place. I mean, you've got guys like Samir Banut that came up in there. Ron Love is still in there to this day. He's going to compete this year from what I saw. Yeah. Did you see that? Did he yes. say he said he was going to? I think, um, yeah, he, they like, said, he's playing on a comeback. And yeah, he's been. He told me that last year, too. I, I oh. would love to see it. Okay. He's okay. Uh, 74. Five, I think. Uh, two <laughs> Outrageous. Double, double quad tear. Looks a couple like he's years thirty-five. Back. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I would love to see it, uh, but I know. It, but here's here's the thing, and I know we keep getting off track here. With Ron Love, he uh, still has, he has the heart of a competitor. He doesn't see himself as retired. His entire right. life, I don't think he's going to see himself as retired. You know. Right. Uh, he's always got one more in him, and I think that that says a lot for the mindset to do what Ron Love has had done with his physique, you know? Yeah. That's, that's, um, you know, way off topic, but there's a centenarian project, the university of Georgia, that they, um, they have a, a, an aging center there. Yeah. Um, Leonard Poon used to run the thing. I don't know if he's there anymore, but, and they've looked into sort of the mentality of centenarians, people who have been made it to a hundred years plus. And that jives with, with that sort of mindset. It's like, you're just like, it's not on your radar that you're 75, 85, 95, whatever. You're just, just being you, you know, yeah. and the, and, you know, the age is just a number and all that kind of stuff that people say. I think sometimes people try to get themselves convinced of that, but sometimes the centenarians that they just have that as a natural born perspective, Yeah, you know, it's just like something that's, that's part of how they are. Well, when you walk in that gym, so, you walk down yeah. this hall, photos on either side, hundreds of pictures, history of bodybuilding that's taken place in that wow. building and in the city and, you know, around the owners and uh, you, the, the feeling, there's just, there's a, 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 it's, I wouldn't say it's a happy feeling either. There's a, there's a dark, there's a dark feeling oh, in really? that gym. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a dark feeling, but listen, man, it's like what Kai Green said about Ronnie Coleman. If you're going to yeah. put whatever it was, 800 pounds and squat for reps, you've got something dark going on inside of you, you know? Yeah. And I, I do feel like that training there, and maybe it was training with Shelby there for years on back day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the, there is a darkness to that place, but it'll, it'll push you. It'll, it, it's a, so I'd say that oh, Detroit yeah. is a great city for bodybuilding. Uh, and that's my experience. Um, you're in Tampa. You guys have a bunch of gyms there, don't you? Yeah, well, I, I wore this. I don't. I don't have a. Uh, we already talked about Derek's gym. I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a Fam Tampa shirt. because um, they're out of them. I have oh. some of my Weapon X shirts. Yeah. But um, this is the powerhouse. There's two powerhouses in Tampa. The North Powerhouse is the one that I prefer. Okay. And they're the old school one. They've just got a new owner. Um, 
And that one, it's got like the wood, I think it's the wood, like the wood paneling on the walls and there's pictures all along like the, the one half of the gym of bodybuilders who've trained there. They don't, they haven't been putting them up from some of the recent people who are competitors that I've seen, Yeah, um, which would be really cool. They should continue that. But I think it was the original owner and there's probably I'm close to a hundred pictures. Maybe I've never counted them all along the dumbbell area. I like and, that one half of the gym. Yeah. Of all the, like there's pictures of the previous owner with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, and, and some, you know, pros like, you know, people, um, like Denise Rutkowski, I think maybe has a picture up there and, um, you know, Corey Everson, like some of the early female competitors and like, you know, early golden era type bodybuilding competitors, but a lot of them are just local competitors, Okay. you know, who are getting after it. Like at the Mr. Florida, whatever early shows there were, you know, in Florida, like 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and they've got they're he's changing out a lot of machines now, but that's, that's, I like that gym though. I, I do have some do not talk list people there, you know, a couple of them, which I've talked about before, but for the most part, it's super friendly. They're just great. They have a, a great time. They have like a, um, this is another feature that well, sometimes I like to see. They had this at a gym that's no, no longer around, unfortunately, that I'll t- tell you about in a sec, but they have a, like a best lifts dry race board. Oh, those so are like cool. this ongoing yeah. competition. Those are so cool. Right. And it's like, you know, I can't remember what it is, like, you know, 500-pound deadlift for reps, you know, or 315-pound deadlift for reps, something like that, and bent over rope. Like, they've got a whole bunch of challenges, yeah. you know, and it keeps on, you know, volleying back and forth. This gym, I might have mentioned this before, it was called Astro Gym. It was in California. Okay. Um, in West Covina, which is where I lived. Um, and literally it was in like a supermarket, like a supermarket center. Yeah. There was a bar like right next to it. Um, and I would have to go in there like it was 24 hour. Actually, it wasn't really technically 24. They gave me a key. Yeah. Uh, cause I would have to sometimes go train in the middle of the night and every once in a while I'd be training in there with, you know, the minimal lights on and drunk people would walk out and like see me in there and like go and they peer up to the window and start doing this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, I was just, you know, stumbling drunk and, uh, it was Astro gym, the last real gym. Is what it said right across the window. I like that. And I was from what, like literally, I, I, I don't think I can remember a time when there was someone in there who wasn't speaking Spanish. Yeah. Everyone was, everyone just spoke Spanish. So I, I talked with a guy named Manny who ran the gym that sort of managed the gym and he spoke, he and I spoke English. Um, they had, uh, the dumbbells were, they were decent. Like some of you just didn't want to pick up because they're going to fall apart on your head, you know, yeah. if you weren't careful. They have a couple they of those had, at Highland Park too. Yeah, there's another gym that just occurred to me, like Gainesville Gym, which I think may be closed too. Like it's another old school gym in Gainesville, Florida. But in the Astro Gym, um, like a lot of old school Cybex, some of the chain drive Cybex machines, those sorts of things. And they had one cycle ergometer, maybe two. And uh, one of them I think was an old Monarch where you just like, you know, hand crank the resistance like they use for wind gates, like a wind gate style bike. But before people were doing wind gates for fat loss. And the treadmill was on rollers. It was like a mechanical roller. So you get up on the thing. It was like set at like 30 degrees incline and you put a belt behind your back to keep you from falling off. And you just walked on the thing. It was like a, a roller band, yeah. you know, with just wood rollers in it. And that was, that was the cardio. So I think maybe over the two years I was there, I saw like maybe two or three women on two or three occasions. Like it was all guys, all dudes. Um, and it was great. I mean, it was literally like kind okay. of as like, total version of a different version, but a hardcore gym. Yes. I'm, I'm still trying to figure Tampa out now. So I, I'm yeah, thinking right? D- Detroit cost of living is low. 
there are good gyms. I forgot one negative. Here's a negative is the drive time is going to be 25 Ooh. minutes. I could get, I saw Tino's watching right now. Tino's got a RTB gym in Lincoln Park. Love that gym. It's 25 minutes from me. Highland Park Powerhouse, 25 minutes from me. Uh, Novi Powerhouse, 25 minutes from me. Traffic, rush hour, if I were to work a nine to five, would probably be a lot worse after work. I know I used to go to Novi after work and it would be sometimes an hour drive to get there, just stop and go on the freeway. What a, not, Tampa traffic's not great, but what are we talking here? These gyms, how long from where you live do do they take? Are they spread out Derek, or what? Derek's gym is really close. It's like, okay. if I'm on the motorcycle, I can get there in, I think, I, I think I've done it eight minutes before, and normally okay. it's like 20 on it with, with my truck. Okay, so figure, that's because, figure 20. Then what about yeah. the, what about the powerhouse? Then how far? It's maybe another five minutes. It's just on up the highway a little way, little way. so maybe okay. 20, 25 minutes most. Okay. Um, Tampa's, there's Tampa, St. Pete, and Clearwater, and then all the other cities that technically are municipalities sort of amongst those three. So, like, there are gyms that um, are an hour drive that are decent that I, I really don't know much about. I just hear about them. Yeah. haven't been to a lot of them. Um, Asgard Gym which oh, is yeah. in Bradenton. Uh, that's about an hour south of me. What do you uh, think? Uh, went, what's the what's the most amount of time that you think would, would be worth committing to drive to a good gym for somebody that does work a nine to five job? What, what would be pushing it? Uh, man, because that, that, you got to like, figure that in. You know, you got to figure that in. Like yeah. I, work, I work eight, nine hours and I'm going to train for hour and a half, two hours. And then my travel time is, my thought would be 30 minutes, man. Anything more than 30 minutes, you're, yeah. you're pushing it. You're eating up a lot of your day. Depends on, you know, if you have family and kids waiting for you that you come back home to. Um, if your partner, if that's something you do with your partner, let's say, you know, you've got a girlfriend or a husband, wife, boyfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Yeah. And you're going to do that together. Like when you ride over together, then you have like, you know, how was your day, honey? That kind of thing on the way over. Then you train. And maybe you hit an all-you-can-eat place afterwards. Um, yeah, like it, when I when I train with – sorry, go ahead. I was just going to make a day out of it basically, make a project. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. what you do. Like, you know, you, you don't go to the bar, go grab a drink after work. Like you go to the gym. You know, you train and you go to the smoothie bar afterwards or, um, you know, go like Dave and I back in the day, like do, when we were doing DC training. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, was, it wasn't that far. I lived on the outskirts of Tucson, but we would train. There were times when we could train in the afternoon. He would work early. We had various configurations, and we'd get done, and I think we would train at like two or something like that. And I could do that on certain days um, with when I was in acupuncture school. We we would train, and then we would go right to the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet afterwards, and sit in there and like talk shop and um, yeah. and just you know eat our faces off. Yeah. Uh, so that was the thing. So, the, but it was a thirty-minute you know drive in, but I had to be in town anyway. You know, so. Um, like if your workplace is close to your gym, then it's, and it's easy. So you, you know, you got that other factor to consider. It's not sure. an extra, like if it's 30 minutes further, then you have an hour back and that's maybe too much, but yeah. it could be okay too, you know, depending on, on what you're, you know, whether you eat before you leave, then you just have an hour to get home and then you can take a shower and go to bed. Yeah. So many different, you know, the thing I've, I've helped people with this before and I kind of built this into the fortitude training. Just, this is the example I know the best is. Um, sometimes people have a preferred gym, but they've got another gym that's closer to them. Mm-hmm. And 
so you could set up fortitude training, for instance, so that you do your preferred, day, whichever ones that might be, you might do two days on the weekend. So you train Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. So yeah. bodybuilding is something you really dig and you want to take the time. Like there was the world gym actually in Tucson, which has since changed name several times, but that was around for the longest time. Uh, Tommy Ferentino was the owner of that gym for years. And that gym was badass. It was really amazing. He was yeah. he was a former Mister Arizona. A lot of powerlifters in there. They still got great equipment, I think, but they've made kind of more of an MMA gym. But they've got so much space, they've left a lot of the equipment in place. And I would drive an hour. It was an hour to get there, like okay. on a on with 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 little traffic. I've, yeah. But it was totally worth it, you know. I've, I've done that and too. I've, yeah, the, so I do that on the weekends. You know, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that wasn't wasn't a problem at all. So if you can, like, if you've got like. You, if you can schedule it, let's say that you know, like some people for fortitude training, like the really get after it sets where they have to make it happen are the days they do the loading sets, the heavy sets. And those yeah. are programmed and logbooked more strictly to create the progressive overload stimulus. Um, they might want to go specifically to those gyms where they got the right atmosphere, yeah. where they know they can get the same amount, same equipment, like everything's consistent. And then like the other days, let's say that's Saturday and Sunday, they go in for those and they, they cram those two together because they know they'll get it done. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays where they're doing muscle rounds, which are sort of auto, auto regulated in terms of exercise selection. Yeah. Then they just, um, they go to whatever gym, you know, they, they might yeah. go to, you could use anything uh, at that planet point. fitness or something like that, you know, yeah. and they crank those out, you know, so that's, and that's easier and quicker and they can take and bang it through using selectorized machines and they're not moving plates around that kind of stuff. Fair enough. So partners, I, are two, another thing too, whether you have a training partner that you oh, can train yeah. with all the time or not. Yeah. It's a huge factor. So, um, well, I, I, the last thing I'd say is that yeah. how you, it's all a matter of how important that gym is to you and, and, and whether the gym and the environment matters. So if you're someone who can get riled up, if you're in, you know, in a shack, you know, behind someone's house out in the woods, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you're at, you know, like, like I've been training in my you know backyard lately, trying to rehab all the little niggles that I've picked up over the last few months. And, uh, I, freaking go to town out there. I have a blast, you know, yeah. it's like I'm, my neighbors probably think I'm, you know, ax murdering people right. when I'm, when I'm doing that, if they can hear me, they probably can't, I'm screaming, I'm on the other side of the house, but, um, so they can't probably hear me too well. My neighbors think me, I'm having a matter. rave party. My neighbors think I'm having a rave party. About, I, I believe it. About two to three o'clock, uh, every, every other yeah. day at this point, you know, that's what, right. that's how often I'm training, but you're, you're right. Yeah. I think, I think that maybe if we left everybody as we close this out with a take home point, it would be that no matter what environment you're in, no matter what gym you're at, it does come down, it comes down to you, you know, it comes down mm -hmm. to the energy that you bring, uh, the focus that you bring and, and basically that intensity that you don't, you don't need it. You know, you don't need the perfect gym to create that. Although, damn, it is nice when you get the opportunity to train at a place like that, that we've talked about. Right. Today, you know, some other things too to close with that I just made notes of is a gym that's set up for both bodybuilders and powerlifters. It's probably going to be a good one if it's like truly set up with both in mind. Yeah. Because powerlifters have a different mentality than if you've got powerlifters in there, then you know you've got a hardcore mentality. Yeah. And if they're set up for bodybuilding, then it's going to be good. The dumbbells, if you got dumbbells to 200, that tells you something. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to find that at Planet Fitness or wherever. It's not going to happen. If it's a warehouse style with super high ceilings, then that's another thing too that I kind of was thinking. And then um, if they allow chalk. Oh, yeah. 
Those are like, you know, so you go to a gym where they've got a monolift, high ceilings, and they allow chalk and a roll-up door and mm. a good selection of machines. And you see like the, like the, uh, the, the um, covering on the machines that doesn't match. Like they're all different colors, whatever. Like <laughs> then it's like, okay, they don't give a shit. Like they're not trying to be stylized. They're not trying to impress people like with, you know, everything being purple and blue or whatever colors they've chosen. Yeah. Purple and yellow. Whatever the planet fit is purple and yellow, I think, or something. Um, they're just about whether the machine will help you get it done. That's a good sign. So those are all like little, little check boxes. I think you can use Nick Weary added if they allow dogs, that's a, a solid oh, one as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, for laid, sure. Laid back. Right. You know, laid back. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, this is a fun topic. I uh, appreciate you guys hanging out with us for it. Um, I didn't mention it at the beginning, but if you're still watching and you haven't subscribed, we'd love to have you subscribe at Think Big Bodybuilding Media on YouTube. Uh, and of course, you can find our podcast apps uh, over on uh, iTunes, all that stuff. I'm kind of talking here and I'm kind of talking to Instagram at the same time. Uh, of course, go to fortitudetraining.net, B-Y-O-B-B-Coach.com. Check out Scott's books uh, and check out our great sponsor, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK to help support our programs. All right, guys, we'll see you soon.